0: When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well,
1: welcome, everybody. Hope everyone's having a great first uh, week or so of February Again, it's been a pretty good year so far. I hope the same for you. Again, we hope that you are tuning in to Sustainable Success each week as we bring subject matter experts each and every week to share their words of wisdom and insights to help elevate your business, regardless of size, including your own personal success to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. And an opportunity to meet new people for the first time as well. This is a membership program, meaning that it takes all the noise out of social media, giving you an opportunity to uh, forge genuine, authentic relationships on your time without all the noise, and an opportunity to take advantage of the wide array of different services that are available to members that normally would not be available to the general public. Great for uh, solo business entrepreneurs. as well as entrepreneurs and business owners. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, you found us here at the Voice of America Influencers Channel, and we also encourage you to follow us on Apple, including our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Again, we've had many of our great guests sharing their insights, trends, and in, in all their experience and how to elevate and take your business and personal success to the next level. Well, we got a great show for you today. And we're going to be talking about cultivating mindfulness, creativity, and innovation. And I really love this area. As you know, over the years, we've talked about mindfulness many times and something that I incorporate, including EQ, into a lot of the discussions I have also with my clients, including Fortune 500 companies that we work with. And we got a great guest for you today. We're going to be talking with Fossil Hawk, he's the founder of Shadoka. Next chapter, and other companies that focus on enabling sustainable and transformational changes. Throughout his career, he has developed over 20 commercial business and technology platforms and worked with public and private sector giants as the U.S. Department of Defense, GE, MasterCard, American Express, Northrop Grumman, CACI, Pepsi Cola, IBM, Home Depot, Gartner, and JP Morgan Chase. He's a three-time a uh, winning founder and CEO of Deloitte Technology Fast 500 or 550 and Deloitte Technology Fast 500 Awards. As a thought leader, he has authored a number of award-winning books on leadership, innovation, mindfulness, resilience, organizational transformation, and entrepreneurship, including the number one Wall Street Journal and USA Today's bestseller, Lyft, Fostering the Leader in You, Abid revolutionary global change, Fast Company, and the number two Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller, Everything Connects, cultivating mindfulness, creativity, and innovation for long-term value, again, in Fast Company. His work is a period in Fast Company, Business Insider, The Wall Street Journal, Business Week, Fox, CBS, Financial Times, Mergers and Acquisitions, Forbes, and Leadership Excellent, among others. He holds a strong belief that that through knowledge sharing that we may provide the greatest clarity on how to improve our collective future. As a globetrotter, he is passionate about nature, people, culture, music, and design, and he loves to cook. Something i got to learn how to do. And without further ado, we welcome Fossil Hawk to the show. Fossil, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having Uh, me. I'm so happy. We're so happy to have you here on the show. And you you bring so much insight. And we love this topic here at Sustainable Success. We we firmly believe that anything that is sustainable starts with you know consistency of how we think and then how we be to become it, which then will allow us to do things differently and then generate different and better results long term. Can you talk a little bit about mindfulness and why it's so important to cultivate it at an individual level, and perhaps also at a level in a company, you know, amongst the team or an organization.
2: Sure. Look, the idea of mindfulness, as you said uh, a couple of times now, is 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 very. Uh, it's a very old idea. Uh, you know, it, it it comes from a lot of Eastern philosophies. Uh, uh, obviously, a lot of Buddhist principle, uh, and and it's really the the thought process. Uh, is coming to your mind and focusing on one task at a time. That's what really what it boils down to. But to get to that point, you know, there's a lot of techniques that are uh, available in the sense that you can do meditation. Uh, you can you can do uh, you can get lost in music. Uh, you can get lost in writing. You can la- get lost in cooking, like I do. Uh, uh, but mindfulness is. At a, at a fundamental level is the ability to focus on one thing and one thing at a time and nothing else. So right at this moment, my conversation with you is the most important thing. I have shut down all my thought about everything else that's going on uh, for the day and what's coming tomorrow. And this is the most important time. So when you look at it from that point of view for everything, everything you do, then the quality of that interaction, the quality of the uh, effort that you're putting into whatever that you're putting into uh, uh the the impact and the outcome of that ability uh usually turns out to be much more greater than it would be otherwise
1: wow i love what you just said because it, it, when you talked about like you're here right now in the moment you're here your mind's not like what hey what did i do yesterday like you know when i if i did something wrong and now you're dwelling on it you're not thinking about tomorrow because tomorrow is not here you're you're right here right now. I love that because I, I always stress that too, because that's so important. If people can learn to do that better, you know, you talked about meditation amongst other types of disciplines that can help people to be in the moment. Why by being present more often? What will that do to our thinking to make shifts in, in all the things that we can make improvements in the world? I know you're going to talk about creativity later and innovation as a result of it.
2: Sure. Look, I mean, you know, look, uh, 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 let's take a a look at it at a very fundamental level. Right. When we are mindful in terms of uh, being at the moment and let's say you're you're dealing with your child or dealing with your colleague or you're dealing with your friends or or like right now, you you and I are having this conversation. Uh, th- there is a, a, a conscious effort to be empathetic about the current moment and the person that you're uh, working with or dealing with, right? So that in itself creates a connection that's much more deeper level than it would be otherwise. Right? So if I'm distracted, uh, if my child is trying to tell me something and I'm not listening to my child, obviously I will not be able to react to what they're saying. Or let's say it's a colleague who's trying to explain something that that colleague is struggling with or somebody that works for me that's trying to tell me what's going you know what is going on and how what kind of issues they're they're encountering if I'm not mindful I'm not able to be empathetic to their situation and therefore I fail as a leader to lead them to wherever they want to go right so it kind of starts from there because if you're distracted you're not putting full effort and by the way, it does take conscious effort to be not distracted and to be that one-on-one and to be mindful. And, 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 you know, and then you, when you expand that concept at a broader context, and you're talking about a larger audience, let's say it's a, it's a conference room, or then you take it a little wider and you're speaking at a, at a, at a conference, all of that requires that minute and uh, ultimate uh, focus where you are not distracted and you're just focusing on one on one thing at a time and that immediately changes the relationship with the situation and the people that are around you
1: wow i love that and 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 why do you think like i mean i know this is like you know like you said mindfulness has been around for for a long time it's not something like wow it just came up in the last 20 years or so and there's so much of the people talking about it but the question is are in the business world are people actually utilizing it? Like really, I know everything is, you know, takes time to to get better at things. And, but where do you see it like right now and where, where it's going and how, it, you know, if it's utilized correctly in practice, how it can dramatically make a shift in an organization's direction?
2: Absolutely. So look, I mean, it, it has a, so, you know, the everything connects the book that uh, you are, you know, the subtitle, uh, uh, where we talked about mindfulness creativity and innovation I mean that book I wrote about seven years ago and uh, the way it came about is that I was uh, uh, you know I, I was doing uh, various trips in Japan and going through this monastery and and really gotten into meditation and whatnot and I was sitting at an airport in Dubai and I wrote the outline of everything connects and we re- we released the first version of everything connects literally seven years ago and at that time uh, people were much more um, you know, embracing of the idea of, of mindfulness because we're, we're, there's no place of of mindfulness or this kind of conversation in corporate and business world because you're talking about managing people, managing output, managing revenue, managing this, managing that. But we know we kind of like grew up with that mentality of, of command and control and not really, uh, you know, you talk about EQ. It's totally interrelated, right? So. So, I, so at that time, I, you know, when I released it, that book, uh, it was a, like a kind of a beginning stages of a lot of this conversation. But seven years later, post pandemic, and what we've seen last three, four years, where everybody went remote, and we had, we got, we all suffered together, and we wanted to connect with each other at a much greater level, and and you know, kind of inspire and influence us uh, in a different way. And we had to kind of cope with all the all the uh, you know uncertainty on a non nonstop basis, which we are still doing because it's not just from the you know the, the the pandemic, but the technological change and climate change and and all sorts of crazy misinformation out there. We're coping with a lot of different stress levels. So, calming yourself down and grounding yourself uh, is a has become a critical factor as a in uh, as a leader, as an employer, as an employee, and a performance uh, uh, factor, because if you're not calm, if you're not calm and you cannot focus, you cannot really connect with yourself to get the best out of yourself. Mm. And and if you can't do that, obviously you cannot drive creativity. And if you can't drive creativity, obviously you cannot be innovative. And in a in a uncertain times, which you know you said we are it's hope this is a great year but we do have a lot of uncertainty when you look at the market inflation and all the stuff that's going on right so uh, we just have this disaster going on in in in, in Turkey and 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 uh, uh, you know with, with Syria, yeah area and I mean this is, this is all kind of uncertainty nonstop, right um uh, geopolitical changes so so in that context the idea of of, of uh, uh, grounded and, and mindful and be empathetic about uh, what's going on out, uh, inside of you as well as outside of you has become a critical factor to survive, let alone to thrive, regardless of whatever station in your life is, uh, whether you're a leader or a, a contributor or whatever the case may be. Wow. Oh, wow. Some great stuff. What would you
1: recommend that you know if if somebody is hearing this right now you know if, whether if it's an individual a leader or you know it doesn't matter regardless of title or even a, a company again regardless of size maybe they 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 maybe they have some awareness and exposure to mindfulness but have yet to take maybe that first step from that to do something what would you recommend would be that first step because like with anything if you try to do everything all at once it becomes overwhelming, and people drop out. It's like New Year's resolutions—like why people don't normally follow through. Uh,
2: look, I mean, I—I I, I mean, you know, there are a lot of uh, 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 there's a lot of paths, and there's a lot of techniques uh, to practice mindfulness. And and I don't I don't think there's one and uh, and only one way to do this. And you know, by the way, we do practice mindfulness uh, at various times of our life. Uh, regardless uh, whoever we are, whether we know this consciously or not. So for example, you know, some likes to work out. So when you, when you work out first thing in the morning, that is your time to kind of ground yourself, right? Or let's say you're a musician, you like to play music. If you talk to any musician, they will say, when I play music, I'm in a different world. What is that different world? That is like being one with whatever that situation they are. Some like to meditate. Uh, some like to cook, Right. So, so so, the trick is that, you know, doing whatever that allows you to be one with yourself, which is really being about mindful, and then you can expand it to one with whatever you're doing. Trick is to carry that forward all, all day long in everything that you're doing. And by the way, it can be exhausting because it does take conscious effort to be completely one with one thing all the time. So for example, uh, at a very tactical level, if you're crafting an email, then craft the email. Don't think about uh, the other ten projects that are coming up. Or when you are, uh, you know, when you're about to go on a, you know, a, a conversation like you and I are doing right now, just think about that. Don't think about the next meeting one hour later when I'm going to have to deal with some crisis, right? So, so, but it does take conscious effort, and and yeah. and. That conscious effort, uh, you know, uh, is a conscious effort to be empathetic of the situation that you are in, but also be empathetic about the situation, the person that you are trying to interact with. So, for example, when you're writing that email, as an example, right? You have to be conscious about how the how that perceive how the person who is going to receive that email is going to perceive that email. So that. So that takes a conscious effort, right? Because you want yeah. to craft the word and the tone uh, so that you can emotionally connect with that person and not turn that person off. So so this takes conscious effort. So usually what I do is that, you know, I, I obviously start my morning by having some sort of a meditative way or, or, or some level of exercise, whatever the case may be. But throughout the day, I have this habit of taking... Five minutes, ten minutes break. Uh, you know, I, I recently wrote an uh, uh, article on on uh, I by IMD, which is the IMD Business School's uh, Management Journal. Is like a, there's a stop method. It's a st- stopping yourself for five minutes so that you can just regroup and reconnect with yourself, so that you can go back and 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 go back. You know, whatever that you're doing. So stopping several times a day uh, to ground yourself is a way to be. Uh, you know, uh, grounding yourself and be mindful for the next step that you're taking and you did throughout the day. But it does take a lot of effort; doesn't come naturally because it's yeah. a, you know, our mind just roams, right? I mean, you know, it, it just roams. And with all these, you know, I mean, as a technologist, technology and people have,
1: you know, some people have ADD, ADHD. I know I have Absolutely. ADHD. Yeah. And I know it took me it took me a while to get into the moment, but but when you like you said. When I practiced it and did it, regardless if I didn't desire to do it, I did it anyway. It's like with anything. When you do it, do it, do it. It just it, it becomes more rhythmic and yeah. and I got better at it.
2: Yeah. Anyway, that's where devotion comes in, right? So you have to be devoted to mindfulness if you want to be mindful. And yeah. by the way, it takes mindful. It takes you to be mindful to be devoted, right? So it's a it's a it goes hands in hand, but it it is a practice and you have to. You have to be, I mean, it's just like anything else. You know, if you want to be, build your body, then you have to exercise regularly. If you want to build your mind, then you have to exercise your mind regularly, right? And and often enough, mind is more powerful than anything else in our life and universe, right? Mind does everything. It does. It does. It's so, so important.
1: Well, this is some powerful stuff that you're sharing. I know you're going to be, we're going to be going to break here in, in about 30 seconds or less here. And I know you're going to be now talking a little in the second segment about the creativity and innovation and so on. So everybody that, that is listening, we hope that you're taking notes. You'll have an opportunity to uh, find out how to reach out to Fossil later here in the show. That way you can connect with them. And again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today on the Voice American uh, Fluenters channel and our Facebook page, 2017 or Apple Podcast On Demand. We got to go to break, everybody. When we come right back, we got more with cultivating mindfulness, creativity, and innovation. We'll be right back after the break.
0: Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back. We're talking about cultivating mindfulness, creativity, and innovation. We're here with Fossil Hawk. He is our subject matter expert. Again, if you'd like to get a, a little bit more information about Fossil, his bio is in the show notes that is available at the Voice America Influencers Channel, also on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017, and you'll have an opportunity and how you can reach out to him here later in the show. So we hope you're taking notes, and if you're just joining us, you can listen to the show in its entirety, again, here later today on demand from Voice America Influencers Channel Sustainable Success, Apple Podcast at Sustainable Success, and our Facebook page, again, Sustainable Success 2017. So Fossil, you you shared so much great insights about mindfulness and how to cultivate it and how we can use this strategically to really elevate our personal endeavors as well as how companies can unite and, and elevate themselves to do bigger and better things. Can you talk a little bit about how mindfulness now plays into creativity and innovation and why this is going to be so vitally important for People in organizations to really start making even a greater impact in the world in the industries they serve.
2: Look, one of the things that 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 is a byproduct of mindfulness. If you're really good at it, is 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 the power of observation. Um, so, if you look at uh, great thinkers, uh, you can look at it from a, uh, a spiritual point of view. Like if you you know mindfulness really. Got a lot of notoriety from uh, Buddhist thinking and how he had to find himself within himself. But you can look at from a Western culture, like if you look at Da Vinci, uh, you know he was also very mindful. Uh, so uh, we all know the story of how Da Vinci would walk around in nature and look at uh, seashell, uh, and, and he would look at the uh, you know the flight patterns of birds, uh, which motive, you know which kind of gave him the inspiration. To come up with the flying object, right? So, and these are the very early thinking about how to come up with, uh, you know, aeroplane. Uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, but that 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 is the power of observation. So, when you are when you are when you practice mindfulness, it allows you to observe uh, a very minutia details about different things. And so, if you look at creative entrepreneurs, or you look at creative chefs, or if you look at creative uh, musicians, you know, they. Observe and and uh, they uh, they soak into uh, the things that are around them and things that has been done before them and they incorporate that and come up with something uh, creative and different. So one of the words that we used in, in everything connects, uh, you know, is called uh, purposefully omnivorous. The idea is that, uh, and it's not my word. It's a it's a word uh, that a lot of the chefs use in food industry which means that you have to try out a lot of different kind of flavor and dishes and culture if you want to come up with a, something totally different and new, innovative dish. Uh, so, so, for example, you know, I mean, we, we see a lot of these fusion restaurants all over the world now. And, you know, the chefs takes things from North Africa, then take it from something from Japanese culture or from Indian culture, and then uh, utilize French technique and comes up with this, spectacular dish that tastes looks very different right so that that is the power of observation that comes from mindfully observing whatever is happening and 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 so so that applies in the food industry but that applies in the tech industry as well so for example you uh, know we all talk about apple and we all talk about um, you know the the fact that uh, uh, you know, Steve was visionary to come up with phone, but uh, you know, Steve didn't come up with the phone first. He he was after building a tablet uh, that will allow people to interact with 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 the finger, because finger is the best device you can think of in terms of uh, you know how you uh, how you uh, you know manipulate different application. So when the touchscreen screen was developed for for iPad, that's when it triggered to him that. Oh my God! We could take that technology and actually build a phone. Uh, he wasn't after the phone; he was after the tablet, right? So, so that observation and realization came from mindfully observing, whether he was consciously practicing or not, but mindfully observing what's possible from today to tomorrow and day after, right? So, this is the connection between the mindfulness and creativity, and you know, it, it, like we talk about, like people gets into zone zone is being that stage of mind where you can think and connect the dot without actually being able to express it but you you keep it inside and then it manifests into something that you do whether that's into writing or that's into uh, music food coming up with a new tech product or application or whatever the case may be so that's the connection between mindful and, and creative and obviously. That has a has a connection to innovation, which we'll talk about in a minute or so. But uh, that that creativity gets cultivated from being mindful.
0: Yeah,
1: that's so true. I I agree. I mean, it, it and it's almost like a. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Fossil. Like, like I noticed that when I start when I began to practice mindfulness, I began to embrace things like a, as a process. I wasn't like I would visualize the the results I was looking to achieve, but I wouldn't be attached to the results in the future. I could see it, but then I would bring it into the moment and look at it like as a puzzle. Okay, I got 12 pieces I could work with. So that's all I'm gonna work with. That's all I can control. I don't know about the other 88 pieces to make the 100 piece puzzle come together, but I could trust the process that in time, those things will come that I can then reach those. Would would you say that mindfulness plays a part like in that
2: as a process to creativity? Absolutely, because it's, it's about grounding, right? So, so what happens is that, you know, it's ability to, ability to reset and ability to ground uh, your thought process, right? So that's what mindfulness is about. So like when you're interacting with somebody, right, you know, you, you know when you're getting emotional, mindfulness is, is a way to ground yourself and kind of calm yourself and regroup yourself and then engage the dialogue, right? So that's one example when you're thinking about solving a puzzle, like you just talked about, you know, you say, okay, well, I, I can see it, but I don't know how to connect it. It's too too complicated. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where it will go. I don't know whether it will succeed. Uh, I don't know where I would find the resource, et etc." et cetera. So it's the ability to reset yourself and kind of take a step back and rethink, right? So that is, you know, it, it sounds very abstract, but that is a conscious effort of grounding and resetting and restarting, right? And if you can ground, reset, restri- re, you know, a uh, uh, um, uh, reset and restart, you can't really create anything. And 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 you know, and you're not going to get it right first time, especially if you're trying to do something creative. Like you know, when when I write, right? I mean, you know, I, I write and rewrite and rewrite, uh, and you know, and and I build up this process where I start with a very small thing. Like I'll start with like a Thought or a quote, and then expand that into an article, and then maybe take that article and try that, try to turn that into a paper, and then then a couple of paper becomes a book, right? So so that the that process is kind of grounding and resetting and restarting and connecting the dot, uh, and you don't know what the end product may be, but you're observing along the way, your process and whatever was. Uh, process that everybody else gone through. So you can leverage that, right? That's also how you become more productive because you don't have to reinvent everything, right? You can, you can, yeah. can learn from others and, and kind of take it from there.
1: Would it be safe to say that I, and I noticed this too, and, and let me know if you see it this way, because I, I noticed, I used to be one of those people that every time I faced a challenge or an obstacle, I, I would, I would do everything I could to avoid it or, you know, mask it or go around it, and then I realized that it, it 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 didn't go away, and I and I would always end up making more problems from it than than I should have. But I've learned to now see these challenges and obstacles as opportunities, as part yeah. of that process, and through mindfulness that we can now be more, like you said, you can learn and grow. So if you make a mistake, okay, you learn from it and you move on. And you keep moving forward. Would that be safe to say that?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it's why do we procrastinate, right? Because it's hard, right? Yeah. Because we, we usually try to avoid things that are hard, right? And we procrastinate because we get overwhelmed by the thought process of so you know it, it, it may be so many things that we have to do to achieve whatever the goals that we have, and we procrastinate and we never get started, right? But if you if you are mindful, then don't think about every all the tasks that makes up the, the execution of a goal start with just one thing, and then go to the next one, and get to the next one, and then go to the next one, right? So, and focus on the one that you're doing right at the moment, and that's all you need to think about, right? So, so, so you know, I mean, that Da Vinci example that I was giving you, that uh, pattern of the flight, right? So, he was just observing the pattern of the flight, nothing else. He wasn't trying to come up with a Mechanical device that will make the flight work. It's just observing how the wing of a bird works, and that's all he observed, right? And it's a very well documented from his notebook. And you know, then obviously we have we have seen multiple movies yeah. made out of the notebooks. But it's 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 that level of uh, detail orientation. But just one one thing: if you try to be detail oriented all at once on all the things that you have to do. That's when you get overwhelmed. That's how you, that's why you procrastinate.
1: Yeah, that's true. And and we, and it ends up being, we make it even harder than it is. We, we get caught up in things that haven't happened. That's the anxiety part. And then, sure. and then the fear and all that. Yeah, no. So, so true. I love that. And what would you suggest? Like, like if somebody, if you, if you, if you're an organization or even if even a single person and they're looking to, you know, be, become more creative and whatever that, whatever they love to do and, and, and become more innovative. What do you suggest again, like would be something with the mindfulness, like, like what would be a process that, you know, maybe some tips or maybe a, a story case study you could share with us?
2: Look, I mean, so there's individual and there's organizational behavior, right? So the individually uh, you have to, you uh, uh, practice kind of what we talked about to be more mindful. Uh, organization is a it, it, it is a collection of people and it's led by uh, uh, leaders. So the leaders has to kind of uh, promote uh, that kind of cultural pattern yeah. where you are uh, pushing towards people to be more grounded and more more uh, 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 more thoughtful and more engaging uh, and be empathetic to. Uh, whatever that is uh, in their current environment and and in their future environment so that's that's the second thing and and the third thing is that you know the the trick of creativity is that uh, the reason we call creative is because there is no one formula or one process it, it, you become creating creative by uh testing and retesting and experimenting many many different ways like for example you know i, I was I was actually posting an article that I wrote a long time ago. I mean, if you look at penicillin and uh, sticky notes, all of those are byproduct of something else. They were not these, you know, they were not uh, uh, set out to come up with those products. But that's the products were byproducts. Like even iPhone, right? It's a byproduct of iPad, right? So, so, so you have to kind of let it build a culture that allows for yourself and for your organization to go through that creative realm and 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 make mistakes and and uh see where it where it ends up being right so that, that that's the second step that's that step: when we talk about innovation we'll we'll spend a couple of minutes on innovation now you know the, yeah. the idea of innovation is know, we think that you know creativity in many ways is a uh, could be a very individualistic thing innovation is rarely uh you know solo act when you talk about commercial innovation that a organization or a company tries to come up with and then push it out there right so so uh you know you know it's like an orchestra you could be a solo musician who could be very creative but if you want to build a orchestra or a band i mean you need these different actors uh that brings their you know their individual expertise, and you have to collaborate and come together, and then you can make the symphony, right? So, so organizational innovation is the the result of that. Uh, you know the orchest- orchestration of different roles that manifest into uh, a, a a a symphony that we all wants to kind of experience, right? So, so you look at if you look at that that uh, statement. I mean, you know, whether it's uh, uh, Steve's uh, or Apple's products or whether you look at um, you know a, a, a creative production or you look at a, a online course or when you look at a book, uh, a successful book, none of those are really a solo production. It happened with a lot of collaboration and bringing in the right skill set uh, at the right time uh, that makes something very, very successful. right. So what does that mean? So what that means that, uh, it, it, we'll go back to mindfulness. So, if you're a leader, you have to mindfully lead and attract and connect the dot. What is required to take that uh, output that you're trying to create, uh, 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 you know, collectively and push it out there? How do you establish the culture of uh, collaboration? How do you establish the culture of, uh, uh, you know, that that, uh, uh, you know, the orc- orchestration by Saying okay, this is the right drummer, and this is the right uh, a violinist, or this is the my right marketing person, and this is the right, um, you know, uh, 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 a researcher, right? So, so like you know, if you you talk about everything connects, I mean, you know, I mean, there was many people that worked on everything connects. I mean, I had research uh, help, I had uh, editorial help, I had obviously publishing help. I have had tremendous help on on marketing and promotion. Uh, social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? So, so you know, and the same goes with my software product. I mean, it's a. I may come up with the idea, but I have software engineers, uh, UI designers, and then when I'm rolling out in the organization, you know, that you have to get buy-in from the uh, the senior leadership. But you know, the 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 people that works for that senior leadership and needs to be engaged to 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 make it happen. So so, it, the genesis may maybe. Uh, Conscious practice of mindfulness, but to be able to uh, translate that into a successful innovative product or a service or a offering, it takes a whole lot of more, uh, and it takes the you know the ability to have a long term view and ability to orchestrate those different kind of yeah. uh, skill set and personalities and make it happen. Right. So that's a whole different skill set.
1: Wow. This is some powerful stuff that you shared. We hope everybody that's listening is taking notes. Again, we encourage you to go back and listen, not only to this entire show, but the emphasis here in the second segment that Fossil shared. We gotta go to break uh, right now, but when we come back, we're gonna tie everything together for you. You're gonna learn a little bit more about Fossil's books. And again, an opportunity to reach out and get to know him and connect and where he can maybe help you where you're at personally and in your business. We'll be right back, everybody, and we'll come right back after the break.
0: What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Now, back to sustainable success.
1: Well, welcome back again. We are talking about cultivating mindfulness, creativity, and innovation. We're here with Fossil Hawk. And again, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. Again, a wide array of different services. Feel free to check them out. They also have a new Athletes Corner for professional athletes, an opportunity as they are making their transition from their professional sport into everyday life, an opportunity now they can build a community with other professional athletes to make that transition seamless. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. So Fossil, you have shared so much great information. I can't personally wait to go back myself as the host, go back and listen to it now as a listener, not just as the host. They go back. Can you tie these things together now? You talked about mindfulness. You talked about how that integrates now into creativity, innovation. If you could kind of put it all together and sum everything up for the audience, and then I'd love to, you know, do, do a deep dive after that into some of your books, as people sure. can get acquainted with that as well.
2: Sure. Look, I mean, you know, at a fundamental level, uh, you know, it, 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 why be mindful? Because you need to find out who you are, and 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 the reason you need to. find out who you are is because if you don't know yourself and if you cannot find your authentic self, that it is very difficult to come up with something creative that uh, allows you to connect with outside, right? And, and then, and, and if you can't do that, obviously you cannot come up with anything innovative. And, and all of this, you talk about, you know, the, I will use the show's name, you know, sustainable success. All of this comes from having a, Long view, or or a, a, a uh, you know a view to long-term uh, value creation, and you go through many iterations. So you know we were just in break during the break we we're talking about uh, you know whether it's Bruce Springsteen or uh, you know whether it's whether it's uh, uh, Steve Jobs or whether whoever it is you know they have all gone through uh, many iteration and many uh, 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 you know reinvention if I can use that uh, name. Uh, since my next book is called Reinvent. You know, it's, it, it's it's a many iteration and each stage of our life, we reinvent ourselves by connecting within ourselves that we discover something that we didn't know about, who, what we could possibly do from our past experiences and create something different and create something innovative, right? So, so this idea of innovation comes first, connecting with yourself, which allows you to look at the world and connect with the world at a much deeper and much meaningful way and which allows you to come up with something that could be of value financial or otherwise, you know, that, that, that has a long sustaining power. That could be a, a a book, that could be a song, that could be a product, that could be a nonprofit that you set up uh, that allows uh, uh, for Ah, uh, research for a deadly disease, right? So whatever that case may be, that's your calling, right? And we each have our callings, and our calling changes as we grow older because we have taken we take different paths and during the path we find out that, hey, we're not who we thought we are, you know and it's the next chapter of our life, right? So so a lot of these things are very, very interconnected. Uh, it It's worthwhile to explore how we get how we got where we are, and it worthwhile to explore. A uh, connection within yourself, and it's worthwhile to practice that conscious empathy, so that you can you can connect with uh, your outside world, which is obviously made up with people, uh, and 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 having that compassion to come up with something that will add some value to our very messed up and messy and complicated world. That we yes.
1: Have. We don't have to make it more complicated than it is, right? If 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 we're gonna change, if we're gonna see change, we have to be the change, I guess, right?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. And by the way, you don't have to change. You know, uh, changing the world is a tall order, right? Oh yeah. I mean, mean, but but uh, you can change yourself, and if you can make an impact to ten people, or five people, or two people, that's enough. For me, that's enough, right? So, uh, uh, and and that's meaningful and as long as it's meaningful to you to you that's all that matters.
1: Oh absolutely. Well, you know, I I would love to use this time. You've shared so much great information, Fossil. What like let's talk a little bit about some of your books. Sure. Uh you know, out there. I love I know you shared a lot of insight from, you know, you know your books here with us, you know, yeah. and with one of the books that came out 7 years ago, but if you like to share any insight from even Lyft and fostering the leader uh, in you amid uh, revolutionary global change. Feel free. But yeah, I'd love to find out some more because this way the listeners can also learn how they can get their hands on these books on Amazon, Barnes
2: & Noble, wherever wherever you have them uh, available. Sure. Look, I, I mean, I write as a, as a writing is a passion project. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tech entrepreneur, right? So uh, books are all for charity. I've been writing for a long time now. My first book came out in 2000. Uh, I've written about ten books. Uh, Lyft was uh, came out uh, uh, last year, uh, uh, and that focus on these major four drivers of change: fourth industrial revolution, climate, pandemic, and and all the misinformation uh, that gets created because of of all the technology that are out there, and what we have to do as a leader to 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 kind of foster uh, those change for uh, for a positive and a impactful a uh, uh, way forward, right? So that's Lyft is all about. Everything Connects that we just talked about, the second ed- edition of Everything Connects also came out last year. Uh, that's that's what we talked about. And, I, and uh, the original version of the book, uh, there was a lesser uh, 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 focus on mindfulness. I, 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 I thought of pulling that mindfulness at a greater degree. So that second edition has a lot more information about uh, mindfulness. And my next book, which comes out next year, you know, this year, I'm, uh, you know, it's uh, it's called Reinvent, and the idea of Reinvent is how to reinvent your your uh, business and how do you transform your business uh, in the context of this hyper digital era that we're living in, where lots of conversation around AI and and machine language and 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 that we're seeing that's going to totally change our lives. So how do you transform large businesses and small businesses uh, in the context of uh, digital changes that we're seeing? And, and by the way, mo- all the books are uh, geared for charity. Uh, my calling is Cancer Research because I have family members, uh, a cancer survivor, including my uh, young son. So all the mm-hmm. book proceeds goes to uh, Cancer Research. So uh, you can buy, that, buy them uh, anywhere that books are sold, uh, whether that's Barnes and Noble, that's Amazon uh, you can obviously go to my website uh, faisalhawk.com where there's all sorts of blogs and podcasts uh, that are uh, available uh, free you don't have to sign up you don't have to give me your email uh, I'm not you know you don't have to buy anything if it benefits you that's fantastic. You can follow me on LinkedIn because one of the things I've started to do for the last uh, nine months or so is that I try to post, uh, something every morning and something every, mo- every 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 evening. That kind of focus on some of the topics we talked about: leadership, uh, innovation, and and uh, um, you know transformation, and you know all these interrelated topic about mindfulness, resiliency, creativity. Uh, uh, you know the m- market outlook and technology influence is part of those posts, so you can follow and maybe pick up some nuggets that may be helpful. So whatever uh, you know whatever helps uh, it, it's my pleasure
1: so- Wow, that's great no we we highly encourage everybody to you know pick your pick up those books check out fossil's website you know there's a lot of resources again a lot of things that that maybe perhaps can tap into where you are and and get some input on where you desire to be and there's a lot of great wisdom there and it's with that wisdom because he's listened and that's how he's developed his wisdom through mindfulness Now it's a matter of taking that wisdom and applying it and that's what produces results. So we hope everyone takes action for any reason. If you, uh, all the information on, on contacting Fossil will be in the show notes. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We'd be more than happy to make sure we connect you with fossil as well. Fossil, we still have plenty of time in the show here, by the way. So we we're not done yet. So anything, anything else that you would like to share you know, about what we've been talking about today, what you've been sharing about from your expertise with mindfulness, creativity, and innovation. You know, where do you, where do you see perhaps maybe, I guess the question I have, the next generation, you know, that next generation. I'm I'm a, I'm a Gen X, now you got the Gen Z. I don't right. even know if my son even falls into that category. He's, he's 15 years old, but sure. where do you see that that next generation?
2: Look, actually, it's funny you bring this up because this is a topic we, we explored pretty extensively in Lyft, and, and, and the reason we called it Lyft is that if you want to lift uh, the world, first you have to learn how to lift yourself. That's basically the, the underlining philosophical tenant of Lyft. And what we, lo- what we did is that we looked at major change drivers, uh, and, and many of them are not in our control. Like pandemic, because it changes changes the behavioral pattern of how we work, how we interact, how we play, how we govern, how we travel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that effect, by the way, it's it's not going to go away. Like you've already seen major cultural shift in terms of how people wants to work now. You know, we nobody wants to uh, go to office space, uh, you know, every day of the week, and nobody wants to. Uh, Travel as much as we used to do for work. Uh, you know, we, we have become a very digitally enabled society, and we have uncovered that uh, the that 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 kind of freedom allows you to be uh, perhaps more productive, perhaps more creative. Uh, and and there's two schools of thought, as you know, but it, it is it is it is it is it's something that's going to impact the next generation heavily, right? So there was always already a lot of talk about. You know the four day week and three day weekend and only in US uh, we, we have like two weeks vacation rest of the world takes month vacation so there was already those kind of conversation and and cultural undercurrent uh, at workplaces but it, it the pandemic kind of pushed all that at the forefront right so so we, we, we that's one uh, second is you know you're seeing this major natural disaster uh, and, and you know, climate impact, uh, uh, whether you want to call it change or whether depending on your belief, but there is impact. The, the impact is, uh, you know, mass migration. The impact is that we can't live where we used to live before. Uh, uh, we can't work where we used to work before. Uh, too hot, too cold, et cetera, et cetera, right? So so that also has an impact. And then you look at all these technological things that, is, that are happening, which as me as a, uh, you know, uh, by de facto, I'm a, I'm a technologist, I develop technology. And, and you know, I mean, if you look at a lot of these technological elements that are coming in, uh, you know, from various factors, you know, we talk about fourth, fourth industrial revolution where the factories and everything's are now converged with a lot of different technology, yeah. not just, auto, you know, not just information technology, but automation uh, robotics uh you know and then also biological technology right i mean medical field has changed dramatically because yeah. of the convergence of a lot of this technology uh, so that obviously has impact and you know i yep. mean like uh, there is a whole slew of you know you talk about we started the year the month of december and january yeah. every post was about uh, this chat gpt how it's going to eat our lunch, and. We don't have to write. We don't have to think. We just go to chat GPT and it gives us all the answers. Yeah, yeah. we right? been I hearing mean, a lot
1: about that. Right. Well, we're we're, we're near the end of the show, uh,
2: yeah. Fossil. We've got about 30
1: seconds left in the show. I personally would l- want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here today, taking time out of your schedule. You shared so much insight and wisdom, and I'm looking forward to getting to know you even more as we we are not too far from each other. I'm looking forward to meeting you, and I want to thank you again. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me, Totally enjoyed the conversation. Oh, absolutely, uh, appreciate
1: it. And listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here, at the Sustainable Success Way. Again, we we are committed to bringing subject matter experts like Fossil in to share their words of insight and experiences, insights to help elevate your personal success and business, regardless of size, to the next level. Till then, everybody have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you next Thursday.